0: Hey, 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 you guys. I'm so excited. We have another special guest here on Black Canvas. We're on season seven, episode two. And we have Mr. Corey Moran with us. Corey Moran is a 25-year-old born and raised Nashville musician. His debut EP, Twisted, was released in 2019 to kick off his musical journey. Since then, he has found success through his dual project, Van Moran, with singles, reaching millions of listeners across various streaming platforms. Corey has recently decided to pour back into his solo project, releasing a new wave of honest pop music, with musical influences such as Jeremy Zucker, Holly Humberstone, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lizzie McAlpine. His most recent single, Blue-Eyed Lovers, recently was awarded a $10,000 prize from Songwriting University Songwriting Competition. Blue-Eyed Lovers is just the start as he has planned a new EP to be released in the fall of 2022. And we're just so glad to have Mr. Corey Moran here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here, Corey.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: I'm so, so, so very excited to have you here because I love having new artists and people who are new to maybe my audience and they'll be able to hopefully stream your music and learn more about you. So this is a
1: Sweet, pleasure yeah. to have
0: you on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is awesome. I'm I'm super stoked to be here. Thank you for uh, reaching out and, and uh, bringing me on. Absolutely, yeah, I love your music. And so when I hear someone that I connect
0: with, I definitely want them on the show and I'm glad we were able to make this work. So I have some fun questions for you and some of them are going to be probably off the wall questions like where did that come from but it's going to be amazing. oh great
1: great it's going to be I'm cool excited. you'll be able to work through them <laughs> all right let's do it shoot i'm ready all right so the first i'm going to ask you is
0: months in the making so what is one thing that you've been working on over the past few months that you're the proudest of that you want to share with oh us? man
1: oh man I, i've so i've been busy the past few months working on a bunch of different stuff but uh I I definitely am going to have to plug this new single I'm releasing in uh in a couple weeks July 8th uh is what I'm definitely the most proud of. I I've been working on that for uh several months now and uh it's called You Deserve Something Else. I haven't uh, officially announced it on uh on platforms yet, but I'm so pumped about it. I think it is uh by far like the most uh effort I put into one of my songs and and I think it, it it's going to reach a lot of audiences. I I really am proud of like the message uh and uh, i've got a really cool feature on there as well that i'll i'll be announcing kind of soon but yeah i think in the past couple months that's probably the thing that i'm most uh stoked about and the thing i've been working the hardest on so
0: yeah i love that so what Corey's telling you guys is i'm gonna be featured on the song no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i had to make a joke y'all y'all know that's not gonna be me for sure on that song oh he's
1: coming on the next one though he's definitely coming on the next song
0: all right. Well, seeing, <laughs> don't, 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 don't give me a good time and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. Cause I, I definitely want to be on the sun one day, just for fun, just to have a good time. <laughs> All right. So Corey, I have another fun question for you. Saturday afternoon. So how do you like to spend your Saturday afternoons and do you have a weekend ritual or routine that is completely different from your weekday routine?
1: Ooh, man, that's a, that's a really good question. I, so I, uh, I make my own hours and I, I tend to work from home uh, songwriting and, and whatnot. And so I end up working a lot of Saturdays. But when I when I'm not, I really one thing I'm really strict about in my schedule is forcing myself to make time to not work. And which has been a weird transition in uh, making my own hours and somewhat being my own boss is just uh, making that time to, you know, hang out and do Things that aren't music or don't necessarily feel productive but are productive in other ways like um i'm uh, like s- stuff that is like self-serving like I'll, I'll do yoga i'm a really big sunrise person or uh i'll read or or play some video games with friends or something it really just focusing on spending time with myself and and uh really just trying to yeah just get in a good mental mental place i feel like. We're so, especially creatives, are so focused on getting work done and how much you can accomplish in a day and a given week. And I find that for me, at least, I'll find that I'm so burnt out by the end of a week or a month that I lose my drive or I lose my passion for what I'm doing in the first place. So, yeah, on a given Saturday, I would say that I, I wake up at like eight, I go work out for about an hour, come back, I'll read on my porch um maybe play some video games I'm watching Game of Thrones right now watch some shows um but yeah really just trying to take it easy as as much as I can on the weekends I love that Corey I mean the weekends for me um I always
0: said that was the time where I really could do what I wanted to do um and that's when I really can regroup as it relates to me I love my job of course Monday through Friday but the weekends, I really get to show the passion I have for my podcast because I I do schedule a lot more on the weekends, and then sometimes I do private practice, which I really enjoy, and so I have a select few people I do meet with on weekends, and so that's something where I'm able to hone in my craft of listening, active listening to others, but also being able to give healthy tips and tools of how to manage people, your life in a different perspective than what I'm used to doing throughout the week, so. I love weekends, but I'm hoping at one point to have more downtime, especially on Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Sundays, I really don't. I'm, I'm kind of pushing it almost seven days a week. And you're right. You'll burn yourself out if you don't take care of yourself.
1: Totally, man. And then kind of coming out of, uh, I'm I'm several years out of college now, but like one of the biggest transitions from being in school and college to being in the, the real world is, is that feeling of, oh, wow, I don't have classes to go to all day long and I don't have homework to do after classes all day long and so how do I like how do I work hard during the week and during the day but then also make time to just be okay and not feel guilty for you know playing some video games or or hanging out with some friends and or going to get drinks somewhere you know just like making time for myself and so that's honestly been like a huge huge lesson I've learned over the past couple years.
0: I love that and I've been out of school now since 2014 but Pretty much from 2003 to 2014, in and out, I was, you know, with many different types of majors and degrees and stuff, and I I realized, I'm like, boy, I've I've spent a lot of time in school, and I didn't have a lot of time for myself, so I'm definitely not looking forward to ever going back to school. I think I've learned a lot in those years, but like you said, your your schedule changes, and your sleep patterns will shift as well um based on the changes that you've had to make now that you're in your your career and you're actually doing things you want to do for yourself. Yeah, 100%. All right, so court, I got a fun one for you. This might be really interesting. If you Ooh, okay. Okay.
1: If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Funny enough, me and my friends ask each other this pretty often. <laughs> but I uh, you know, I always want to say to teleport. Because I love to travel and I would love to be able to be like, man, I want to go to Costa Rica right now or I want to go see the Great Wall of China right now. Um, But I, I kind of battle that one because I feel like my love for travel comes so much from the journey of getting there and the time it would take. So I feel like I would lose that passion if I could teleport. So teleport first one, second one um i guess to fly i mean who doesn't want to fly you know i uh, and i'm scared of heights so i feel like if i could fly i would no longer be scared of heights which would be a huge huge plus so yeah yeah probably like even teleport into fly
0: well see i'm afraid of heights too so flying would definitely be one as well if i can get there as quickly as possible and i don't want to be too high but just to get somewhere really quickly but being able to not have to be on an airplane. But if I had wings and I could fly there, that might be one for sure. And I think the second one for me would be, oh, maybe to read minds. I mean, I feel like that would be such a great superpower because then you would know when you are hurting someone's feelings or how to emote differently. But then that might be a negative too when you think about it because then if you're reading everyone's minds, then they're not able to... You know, to be able to think clearly, or if they're having a lot of thoughts going at on one time, that's a lot to process. kind of reminds me yeah. of, what was that movie? Bruce, Bruce Armani, I believe, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, he, so that,
0: it, I mean, Jim Carrey did great in that, but I mean, I was like, I had PTSD from watching. I'm like, my God, that'd be too much to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think All I, right. yeah, I don't think I could read minds. I think it'd be too much. I think it'd be too much power. I don't, I don't need that kind of responsibility.
0: Yeah, so now I think about it. Maybe flying will be the one I'll
1: go with. <laughs> there we go. That's an easy one to go with.
0: Oh, yeah. So I got another fun one for you. So what is one tool that you always carry in your toolbox no matter what project you're working on? So something that, as a musician, that you feel that goes in your toolbox that you need to have with you that you carry with you when you're doing projects.
1: Okay, when I'm doing prop. When I'm kind of going about my day, whether it's like to a, to a writing session or like a, uh, you know, we're working on a mix or something, I pretty much always, always, always carries a, carry a pick on me, guitar pick. Um, I'm not really sure if this one counts, but I literally never leave anywhere without a water bottle. <laughs> I don't know if that is like necessarily a tool, but it is like a strange trait that I have. Literally, I won't go to the gym. I won't go. Anywhere and and also on top of that, I won't drink any water if I don't have my water bottle. So it's like an extension of me at this point. Although I not I don't really know if that would be considered a tool. I think in one that every young producer should have, and honestly, every young songwriter um, that I do carry to all my sessions as well is a solid state hard drive, hundred um, percent, just because like having that it's like your briefcase it's like you take it to all your sessions so that you can get uh bounces i mean you know some people like to do uh you know dropbox or other online things that are that are helpful as well but i've just found that like if you know something were to happen you don't have internet service or or whatever it might be a awesome tool that every young songwriter and producer should carry is is totally a hard drive
0: I think you made a really good point about that. And I think we've gotten to the point so much that we rely on Wi-Fi and internet for every single thing that we kind of forget um, just the importance of carrying things. I, I remember like having um, my, the USB and I would carry that with me different places because that was so important. And now many people just forget that just put it on the cloud or, you know, they just, you know, or floppy disk when we think of that for many years ago, how important that was to have those those resources and like so we never know if an emergency will happen but I think that's great to say hey you know what this is something I, I have with me just in case I can't go to Dropbox or something like that
1: yeah always and it, it definitely feels like one of those things you don't really want to spend a lot of money on but it is just like kind of a staple you know having your hard drive on you having it Uh, If you're in a right and you want to be able to either show someone some of your own work, and I know there's other uh, services you can uh, use to, like, you know, list your songs and whatnot. But I've just found that uh, it it just removes the risk of, you know, Internet messing up and whatnot. So I think that's the responsible answer. But if I'm being honest, the tool that I always have on me is either a pick or my water (laughs) bottle.
0: (laughs) I love that. Now, this is going to be a hard question for you, but I think you can manage. Oh, gosh. So the tighter part is twisted. So how do you deal with negative thoughts that creep into your mind? And do you have someone or something to help you recenter your thoughts?
1: Man, coming in with the tough ones today. Uh, so twisted, yeah, I, I worked on that back when I was in college and, um, or, or towards like the back end of college. And I, I remember at the time, it was such a transition from being in high school to college and kind of figuring out what I wanted in in music and what I wanted in the real world and just being confident in what and who I was. And so I think, I mean, everyone deals with, you know, negative thoughts and, uh, and, uh, intrusive ideas and whatnot. And I think really what it comes down to and what I've learned in my experience, you know, putting out Twisted. And, uh, I spoke a little bit earlier about just the transition of, from college to the real world and and uh, you know building healthy habits is really just having that filter in your mind to know which of those intrusive and negative thoughts are true and I think for like especially in today's age like and in uh, the minds of creatives, it's so easy to kind of belittle yourself and not realize you're doing it and belittle uh, even the people around you and and have this like crazy comparison game and I think Something that I've I've found freedom from and I've found is like really helped me the most is uh, realizing that we're not in competition with anyone. You know, we're not we're not competing against our peers and we're not competing against other artists. And, and yeah, it's it's a competitive industry and it's it takes you, um, you know, putting in the extra work and going that extra mile. But we're all here doing the same dream. And we're all here to like support one another and and make it happen. And and so I've I've found that really it starts with you kind of believing in yourself and not and not worrying about what those people around you are doing and comparing yourself constantly. And once you find freedom from that, I've just found that like I'm so quickly able to shut off those ideas. Whether or not I see someone's video and I'm like, oh man, I wish I was doing that or I wish I had that or I wish I had this many streams or whatnot. I just you know, our paths are different. And I think that's what makes everyone unique and awesome. And that's what makes everyone's music diverse is that our experiences are different. And uh it, it's what gives makes your voice valuable. I, I remember when I was in school, a buddy of mine I was in school with who had, you know, been pursuing music a little bit longer than me. I was having a conversation with him and I was I was really early on and uh I, I remember asking and being like oh man i'm never gonna i'm never gonna be where you're at you've played you know 10 times the amount of shows i have you've you know already put out music like I, i'm I'm so behind and he was like so encouraging and uplifting and saying man my experience isn't your experience you know where i am going where i've come from is not your journey and like the li- the life that you have lived up to this point and the experiences you've had in music or without music are what is going to make your art and your craft valuable because it's no one else's, it is just your own. And I think that is just like a super encouraging thought to have. And and yeah, I, I feel like I'm running around the same thing here but really, really comes down to just um, not, uh, not comparing yourself anymore. And to answer the second half of that question for you. Uh, so I, I'm a believer and so my a lot of my like you know security comes from the Lord and like my you know my prayer time, my personal like uh journey with that. And so I've found a lot of security in that. But then beyond that, I've I've you know spent a lot of time in therapy, which has been awesome. And uh I'm a huge proponent of everybody needs to go to therapy, uh whether you think so or not, because there's something uh there is something you can work on and, and definitely things you can uncover about yourself and in your journey. Um, so, yeah, therapy has been huge for me and, and just uh, building healthy habits like reading uh, for me, you know, reading scripture like, you know, weekly and, and daily and and uh, just trying to, you know, be a better person for everyone else. Spread some love. I love that, Corey.
0: I, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Because I think like when we talk about religion and spirituality, you know, for each person, they have their own belief system, and it's okay for them to believe or not believe in whatever they choose. But if that's something that gives you joy and comfort, and it helps you to recenter yourself when you're having one of those down, downward spirals, or maybe if you're comparing yourself to someone else's journey, um, that you can know that your higher power will be there to support you through those those moments. And I think that is great. And I think that helps you to realize that you're not alone. But I do want to share something based on what you said, which I think is good for the listeners to know. Um, I want to use the example of like being in high school. And when you think of the popular kids or the ones who maybe blossomed and became um, star athletes or, you know, amazing, you know, people in the, in whatever field that they, they were in, in, you know, in high school, a lot of them went 10, 20, 30 years down the line, they peaked at that moment and they, they aren't actually able to sustain what they were able to build at that age. And so it goes back to, like you said, having a friend to say, Hey, you know what, you know, your experience is your own. It gives you confidence to know that, you know, you haven't reached that pinnacle of success that maybe you have planned for yourself, but you're impacting people along the way, which is very important. So I do want to kind of share that for listeners to know, Hey, if you don't have a lot of followers, Um, I know on Instagram, I don't have a huge, at this moment, number of people following me, but I've talked to some amazing people around the world and have had some really great interviews. And it's not about the amount that's following. It's about the individuals that are supporting and who are understanding and growing from what they hear. And you never know, just that one seed you plant can help grow a garden of, of endless possibilities that can not only help you, but help save someone's life.
1: Yeah, totally, totally, and I, I think that is—I mean—in today's age, super important too. Just with uh, so many, you know, battles with mental health, and and I think like at least in my circle of like creative people that I, I surround myself with, I, I see it so often, and and it's crazy like how it it all starts with uh, really just believing in yourself and like and making the choice to like believe in yourself, and, and I think a word I hear come around a lot these days is like confidence, and I know you mentioned that you know, have confidence in yourself and what you believe in. And, um, and I think that's what it all starts with. It starts with like, uh, you believing in what you're doing and who you are. And it's like, I mean, why, why should anyone else believe in you? If you don't even believe in what you're doing and you don't even believe in the songs you write or the, or your own uh, project, whether it's, you know, podcast or you're writing, writing articles for a newspaper or whatever it is, like, if you don't believe that you have what it takes to do that and, and you have that drive to get better and, and push, I mean, why, why is anyone else going to do that? And, uh, or why is anyone else going to believe in you on that journey? And, and so um, I definitely think it, it starts there. You know, it starts in, in having that belief in yourself and having that confidence. And a lot of times I think that confidence isn't something that you can just will upon yourself. It's not this thing you can just, you know, wake up every morning and be like, I'm confident. I believe in myself but it's something that's a byproduct of you not having to say that to anyone, you know, of you not having to stop and say, Oh, I believe in me. I believe in what I'm doing, but you actually, actually knowing it. And I think that's where that confidence in who you are uh, comes. And the craziest thing is in in my own experience, the more I have lived in that truth of just like, I am, I'm sure what I'm doing, I believe in it. The more opportunities have come my way. And maybe it's because I, I don't, I'm not as afraid to fail, you know, maybe it's because I'm not as as worried about, you know, the downsides of things. So they don't, you know, stump me up as much, but I've just found that more opportunities come when you get out of the way of them, you know, and you're not as concerned with the opinions of, of other people. and And that's not, you know, saying don't do good work or don't push to be the best version of yourself. But, you know, it does mean like, we're all we're all working towards the same goal. Let's just support each other and and, and uh it starts with you. It starts with you saying I got this and other people will see that they can read it.
0: That's a hundred percent correct, Corey. And I wanna kind of do something. This is what I do a lot of times with my friends, and I even do it in counseling sometimes. I'll take a negative word and use it into an acronym to prove something different. And so when I think of the word fail, um I, I'm gonna use what you said. That the F can stand for being out of fearless, or for some people being ferocious, in, in your career and what you're wanting for yourself, um, the A can stand for being ambitious, you know, or you know being aware, which I think plays a huge role. The I, for many of us, can be an intuitive, and I feel like you have to have an intuition within yourself when you're going into your career of what you're wanting, but also the people you're surrounding yourself with, and maybe the L can stand for loyalty or love. Because you have to love what you're doing, and you have to love yourself and like yourself before you can actually get out there and present to the world what you want them to see. So when someone tells me I failed, I have I've been able to use every one of those acronyms to prove that that's my definition of what failure can look like. But ultimately, if I want to be successful, success is relative. And there's some people who are very famous and have a lot of followers, but they're not really successful. They're just You know, they have a name for themselves. But when when we talk about financially, are they really taking care of their own needs or are they being run by a machine that's pretty much making decisions for them? So, you know, having creative freedom and being able to start your own company or or own the rights to what you've actually put out there, trademark things that is going to be in your own you know likeness, that can be a form of success, even though you're not making millions yet. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't have to start from that point. And when you do become big enough, then you can decide the avenues instead of someone else guiding you in the direction.
1: Totally. I think it's also, I mean, really on that note, like really important to question what success is for for you and for, you know, everyone. I mean, if like you were saying, if a famous person like has all these fans, has all these followers, has all this uh, financial stability, are they successful? if they're unhappy you know if those things are really awesome for like two or three years but they are still finding that it's not enough what what are we doing you know what are we pursuing and and yeah like maybe it is the love of music and that i think that answer is different for everyone but i found in my own journey like it it's it's tough to live in a milestone mindset of oh when i you know get a million monthly listeners or when I, uh, win a Grammy or when I, uh, XYZ, I will be happy or I will feel like I've made it. You know, a, a lot of times people ask, oh, when will you feel like you've made it? You know? And in all honesty, I don't really think any of us will ever feel that way or should, but I, I if you, if you have that mindset of, Oh, when I get here, I'm going to put in all this work. Cause when I get here, I'm going to be satisfied. You're wrong because you'll always want more. You, it, we're built that way. You'll always want something different. You always want what you don't have, because the more, the better you get at something and the more immersed you get in that, the bigger you realize the world is. It's kind of like when I was young and like first learning guitar, I remember thinking, Oh, if I can just, if I can just solo on guitar, I will, I will be there. I'll be there. I've I'll have made it. I'll be good. I'll be happy. But then the better you get at guitar, the worse you realize you are. <laughs> you realize, oh, wow, John Mayer is a lot better at guitar than I thought he was. Or, you know, you start to look at, you know, build heroes. And, and that's, I mean, that's just one example. But it, it is, I think, really unhelpful to live your life in a, in a sort of milestone attitude where, you know, when, when I break through the seams, I will, ha- I will be happy and fulfilled forever. I think it is about learning to love, to fail along the way. You got to learn the, to love the process. And if, and the process means failing a lot. And, you know, we could go deeper with that and discuss what it looks like to fail or what that actually means. But if you are working towards something and, you know, you hit that, you know, pothole in the road and it just shuts you down and you quit immediately, then your priorities are in the wrong place. You got to, you got to love what you're doing. And, and I think part of that is, is you just, Fall in love with the process. You've fallen in love with every step along the way. That means when you're when you are famous, when you're not famous, the nights you're up late making TikTok content that you don't like, you know, all all the steps that it takes. It's just about being satisfied with where you're at, staying present.
0: I think you answered that perfectly with staying present, which kind of goes into my next question for you, which might be a great segue answer. Um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell young Corey?
1: Oh man, I mean, not to reemphasize, but hundred percent, don't be afraid to fail. Do not be afraid to fail, and and even what I was saying earlier, like it, it starts with believing in yourself, because if if you don't, no one else is going to. So stop comparing yourself self to you know your heroes. You know, learn from them, uh, grow from them, find pieces. Uh, that you love in their work and then make it your own. Um, I remember when I was a really early songwriter, I had this horrible problem of like, I'd be in the shower singing a, a tune and uh, I, I'd go and write something to it, realizing later that it was some song I'd heard on the on the radio at some point, and And uh, I end up stealing the song, which I think is a really common thing for young uh, musicians and young songwriters because uh, we don't really learn how to like, steal uh from an artist that's uh a book i just read kind of recently but uh steal Steal like an artist and it, it basically just goes into say uh have all of these inspirations have all these heroes like whether you know it is john mayer for me i'm i'm a big holly humberstone fan Phoebe Bridgers, and and learn what what it is about their songs i love and uh and, and not make their music but when when i get 10 artists that i'm like man i love I love that, like, you know, John Mayer's guitar licks, but I love Phoebe Bridger's lyrics, but I love the, uh, you know, guitars and how they sound in Lizzie McAlpine's music, you know, whatever it is, find all those pieces and, and make them your own um, and, and pull them together into something that's brand new and original. And that's any artist who says that it is hundred percent original is just wrong and lying <laughs> because we all take inspiration from somewhere in, in one place or another, wh- whether we see it that way or not. And, um, so I guess yeah. Going back to your question, what I would give to myself, advice wise, is just to not be afraid to fail. Like it, it starts there, you know, and that's how you learn and that's how you grow. And I mean, heck, I'm still I'm still on that journey now. And um, on days when I feel like, man, I suck, <laughs> you know, or I'm I'm just so not good, you know, get intrusive thoughts about your own uh, ability and and what you're doing. It's it's tough to ignore them and it's tough to not trust them but it just goes back to you just believing in what you're doing and and when you put out a song and and uh, odds are when you put out a song you'll have something where you're like oh man i i should have i should have done this differently or i wish i'd you know changed this about the song but truthfully if, if you don't feel that way i i feel like that is a sign that you're not really growing you know it, it, there's always going to be something different um i remember I, I used to get so angry when my favorite artists would put out an album. I'd fall in love with the album. It would be my favorite album of all time. And then they put out the second one. And I wanted it to be basically the first album longer. I wanted it to be the exact same music, exact same songs. And the further and I grew in my own artist artistry and, and in my own uh, expression, the more I just came to realize that all artists grow and change. And that's just part of the process. You know, I don't know if I answered that exactly correctly, but. I
0: think you answered it perfectly on my end. I love the way you answered it because you spoke freely from your heart of your experiences and how in failure you you found yourself and how you had inspiration from other artists, which helped you to hone in your crafts as a songwriter. I mean, you were able to win a contest as it relates to songwriting. So that's obviously you're practicing and, and learning a lot about you know, music and what sounds good to you and, and other people received it the way that you wanted it presented. it. So uh, congratulations on that as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, super, super cool opportunity. And uh, yeah, really grateful. It caught me off guard. To be honest, I, I had entered the song or I, I wrote the song with a couple of buddies of mine uh, about a year ago in March and uh, in October. I saw this competition pop up and uh, another good friend of mine in Nashville had previously won the contest and so I, uh, I entered the song or in the contest not really thinking much of it and um, yeah it just I got the call in January and it, it turns out it had won it was just huge blessing and, and huge uh, you know boost of encouragement. I love that I love to hear stories
0: like that Corey because it just shows you sometimes when we least expect for blessings and great things to happen. It's just around the corner. And that goes back to your faith When you have a strong belief system in something greater than yourself and you have support, then you can trust that, you know, everything's going to align the way it should. And the people you surround yourself with, even this podcast when you talk to someone that you don't even know that well, and you're building genuine connections, you know, you never know where this can, can lead in the future. So I always say that we we totally. we are not just around other people for no reason. Like there's reasons and seasons that we experience things and we just need to take inventory of what we're learning in those experiences and what are we actually giving away to others. Um my statement I always tell people I want to leave people better after knowing me than they were before they found me. And that means that that's cool. You know, it's just important to me that you know I leave a great impressions on other people, but that the impression is who I am. It's not who I'm pretending to be. And so I think people know that about me. I'm a very straightforward person and I speak my mind, but I try to be as respectful about it and also being aware that people have emotions and feelings and we all go through challenges. And as human beings, you know, we have to learn how to support each other in our weak moments, as well as to cheer each other on when we're doing successful things. and so. If I see someone doing something great in the community, I want to applaud it. And if I see negativity going on in the community, then it's time for us to stand together and stand firm and try to make a change instead of us, you know, talking negatively totally. about other people when we don't know their actual traumas and their experiences.
1: Totally, man. That is, I mean, that's so important. Just, just having, I mean, first and foremost, the community surrounding you that is encouraging and, and can uplift you and, and, you know, Like I was saying, we all do have those as creatives rough days where we're, you know, in our mind battling the intrusive thoughts of I suck. I'm not good enough. Or, you know, whatever it might be for you. Having those friends who are like, dude, I am a huge fan of what you do. And even if they don't say that, having friends who are lifting you up and and setting this precedent of we're in this together. And I and like also your. You know, validity as a person is not tied into your art, and your worth and your self worth and, and everything about you is not tied to this product you give the world. It, even if you never hit a million streams or you never hit um, a Grammy or whatever your you know pipeline you know dream is, uh, you're still you're still valuable, and that that it, your self image and self worth cannot be tied to that they're irrelevant they're completely different things and i i mean that i think that's a huge part of also fighting off those negative thoughts and saying man you know in, in building that confidence and building that belief in yourself of uh i like who i am and i like what i do and um it's it's easy to feel like oh we need to sell out we need to make what everyone wants us to make or i am making this music for the listeners and I won't do it unless I get these streams and I'm not even saying that's necessarily a wrong way to go about it but I think it can be if uh it's if your entire self-worth is tied to it and so yeah having a community of people who are just lifting you up and supporting you is huge
0: absolutely thank you for sharing that Corey I think I'm so glad we went into that discussion because I'm all about doing things from an authentic place and I always want the, this show to be that way. I, I know there's going to be moments where we make mistakes or things happen or, you know, there's nothing you can do to change that, but that's what makes it a great show for me is that it's a perfectly imperfect show and I don't want it to be something where it's all staccato and it has to be a certain way because then you lose those authentic moments and these conversations will we'll never, you know, be brought to the surface because we're sticking to a script. And I feel like, you know, there's a time and a place to follow, lead, and do certain things, and there's a time and a place for us to be able to to talk and, and just have an open dialogue about, you know, things that we all are struggling with, especially in the last few years. We've all had challenges we've had to face outside of just COVID-19, and I think that many of us are learning how to reconnect with ourselves, but also how to reconnect with others and build genuine bonds and relationships. So, Corey, I love that you went into detail because we need to hear that those kind of stories for sure.
1: Totally. And man, it's just about, it's about respecting everyone's experience. You know, like my, my own journey, my own experience, whether it's, you know, spiritually or, you know, in my faith, in my, in my life and my own, you know, musical journey, it's just about understanding that yours is not right. <laughs> it's not just because it is your own does not make it the best journey or the correct one. In fact, it's, it's probably neither of those things. And in a lot of ways, and, uh, and just learning, like, man, I love, I love meeting people who are so different than me and have such different, you know, outlooks on life. Cause I just come out, uh, with a whole new, you know, perspective. And I think that's what makes art amazing. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm always up for, uh, for a good conversation with someone different, you know, and, and just respecting them and, and uh, I also know, like, if I, you know, give someone the the platform to speak their mind and, in a respectful way and, and honor that, they'll do the same for me most times. And I, I that's just how we're going to grow as a community. It's how we're going to, uh, you know, build it on love and, and respect. I think that's just so huge. It is. It's like cultivating through experiences. Totally, totally.
0: All right. So, currently, we have two more questions for you. So the All first right. one is... What's next for you? And the last part, question I have is, how can our listeners find you online?
1: Nice, nice. Okay, so next for me is, like I mentioned in the beginning, I've got a new single coming out, July 8th. I am so stoked about it. It's uh, it's called You Deserve Something Else. Um, it is featuring a really good friend of mine who I'm uh, not going to announce quite yet, but uh, I'm really stoked to uh, have them on the song and um, I'm I'm super pumped. I I really feel like this uh, song is is ushering in the new era of my music and and what my sound is going to be, and I'm uh, I'm super proud of it. A lot of my influences have been Liz McAlpine, uh, you know Holly Humberstone, some Jeremy Zucker, some Phoebe Bridgers, and and several others. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about that. So that's my next uh, single coming out, and then I also am in the midst of writing and and working on an EP coming out this fall or. Uh, I it might be, you know, towards the back end of fall, but uh yeah, so those are the next big things I'm working on and hopefully some tour dates following that. But um yeah, the future's bright. I'm just super grateful to be alive and, and doing what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. Man. And then
1: uh what was that last one? Oh, how my listeners can find me. So yes, give me a follow on Instagram, Corey Moran. Uh and the last name's kind of spelled funny, but it's M-I-R-A-N-N-E. So just search me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok, uh, Facebook, where all the kids are these days. I don't know. I'm, I'm all over. So give me a listen. And uh, you can hear me on Spotify under Corey Moran or my duo project, which is uh, Van Moran. Uh, and it features my roommate, best friend, uh, Ben Van Marth. So go in there, spin those songs, spin some Corey Moran tunes. And, yeah, future's looking bright. Got some cool stuff coming.
0: Well, I'm excited I'm gonna be here supporting you in your new endeavors and your music. And I just want you to continue to be happy and healthy and do what's right for you. And I can tell based on- Thank you, man. Oh, no problem. I can tell based on how we've talked today and the things you share with us that you're on the right track. And hopefully people will start to be able to respect your craft and, and understand all the hard work you're putting into it and support you. I definitely will be streaming your music And when the single comes out, just hit me up, let me know um, first thing, and I will definitely share it with my friends and family as well.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. Much love.
0: Absolutely. Let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you, Corey, once again, for being on black canvas and I hope to have you back very soon. If you would like to perform on my second podcast space between We'll have time to talk about it, but we want to hear all these amazing tunes and hopefully we can do more behind the scenes with your music.
1: Totally, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been, uh, this has been awesome. I'd love to uh, get back on and play some tunes for you guys.
0: Cool. We're excited. I love music and I love premieres, So we will definitely set something up next couple of months and we'll have you back. All right. Thanks so much. All right, Corey, have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye. I'll see ya.